Hey everybody, we're back to another episode of HWTF. Are you trying to be like HGTV? What? Wait, did I say right? H? Yes. No, H HW. I'm gonna. We're gonna make no, some merch. No, no. I'm gonna get no. a hat. HWTF or just HWF. Whiff. Ooh, get a. <laughs> get a whiff of that, baby. Hanging with the Fabians, y'all. I am C.D. Fabian. I'm with my beloved bride, Melody. Hello, everyone. And I am Melody Fabian, the Melody to his C.D. The one and only. Ain't no other Melody to my C.D. That's right. Come on. Because I will cut somebody. Dang it. Uh, She's anyway. from Chicago, y'all. Don't forget. I'm from the hood. Logan Square. No. It was... Hermosa. Hermosa. Yes, from Chi-Town. I, I did West Side, but that's because I'm from the West. Yes. Anyways. Anyways. Today we're going to talk about how to stay connected with your children. In an over-sexualized culture. In an over-sexualized culture. A hyper-sexualized it culture. Is, it is crazy and ghetto in these streets. Crazy and ghetto. For these children. Well. We are not living in the same generation. Of our generation. And our generation was pretty ratchet. Right. I mean, I'm Gen X. She's a millennial. And then we got YZ. What is that? YZ. We, and we alpha. Are, we're an alpha now. Yeah. We, we started back over. So, you know, there's a lot going on with parents. And parenting is a hot topic because everybody, you know, wants to do their own thing their own way. But there are some principles that I think are really important for us to have when it comes to our kids. So when we talk about people doing their own thing their own way, this is going to look different for how people want to, like, implement. But we feel like the things that we're highlighting, we want to submit to you guys that, like, from the scriptures— there are some tips on how we can stay connected and instill uh, 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 into our children how they can maneuver through this hypersexualized culture. Yeah. But then also things that parents can do to, to kind of keep and guard them as long as possible until, because, hmm, man, we're to be in the culture, but not of it. Yeah. So they're going to the become world, aware of, of some it. things. Yeah. So how do we give them the tools to maneuver through it and not get snagged? Yeah. Right? And for those who have been snagged, how do we lovingly restore them? That's good. That's so, so important. Now, we, we said, we said, you know, communicating with our children, we're talking about parents, but this is not just for parents because we got grandparents raising up children. Yep. We've got, we've got aunts and uncles raising up children. We've got foster parents. We've got adoptive parents. Yep. We even got spiritual parents. Yes. We've got spiritual parents, pastors, leaders, disciple makers. Youth pastors. Youth yeah. pastors. I mean, if you are dealing with the young generation right now, this is applicable for you. For you. Even this is also applicable to maybe discover what got lacked in our own mm. development and growth with our own parents and where we can forgive them and release them, but where we can receive healing from the Lord too. So we're going to try to encompass this from a well-rounded point of view. And so let's go ahead and dive in. So some years ago, Melody and I, we were invited to speak uh, to the 
parents of a youth group that we had been ministering to on how to stay connected to their children, especially in this context of a hypersexualized culture. Mm -hmm. So um, we did a thing. We got 10 C's of parenting. But what we are going to do is highlight just a few of them. Yeah. We had an opportunity to teach on this at a conference, and there were 10 C's that we gave. And today we're going to give you five of these C's. Five of those 10 C's. So let's dive in. C's. C. D. No, sorry. Uh, Another C. C number one, staying connected. Yeah, communication and connection. Communication that is so and connection. important for your kids. Right. How do we stay in communication and connection with our children? Okay. Um, Deuteronomy 6 comes to mind, honey. Can you read that? Let's read it. So it says, this is the Shema. Shema Israel. I'm not going to say it in Hebrew because that'll just be showing off. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord alone, or the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. This is where Jesus got that from. And these words that I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently. Everybody say diligently. Diligently. Diligently to your children. You know, yeah, come on. I'm getting downloads already. Okay. And shall talk of them, the commandments, the, the statutes, when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign in your hand and they shall be as frontlets before your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Mm. Can I take a moment and just highlight a few things? All right, so real quick, I'm going to highlight two quick things, maybe three. It says, you shall teach them diligently to your children. The download I got is we got a 13-year-old and we got a 2-year-old. And we have a 30-something-year-old. Who we adopted. And it has been a trial to... We have children in every generation. (laughs) I have a young adult. I have an adult child. A teenager. I got a teenager. And a toddler. And a toddler. Now, my adult child, Maria, is not a child. She's a woman. She's our child. She's a married woman. Seven years. Yep. Come on, somebody. But here's the thing. When we were teaching Jael, when we were teaching Maria, and now as we're raising up Eliana, Eliana with songs, mm-hmm. it's hard. I mean, you gotta be diligent. It, it, it's you gotta be diligent. Intentional. That's the word I was about to say. You gotta be intentional. That's the word I was about to say. You can't coast in parenting. Come on. And I'll tell you something we tired. Parents, are you tired? We're tired. I get it. You're working. You're tired. Our daughter woke up at 2.30 this morning, right as I was closing up some studying, thought I was about to knock out. No, I had to go get her. She come into our bed. Because he's doing getting his master's degree. Leaning up all over Melody. We got a podcast Kicking me in the middle today. of the night. Got to wake tired. up in the morning. We're tired. <laughs> so you're tired, <laughs> but you have to stay in communication and, and connection with your children. And this Deuteronomy is saying, be intentional. I love it. You're so tired. She said, we got to stay in, we got to stay, what did you say? You got to stay communication. In communication. In communication. 
or stay you communicating. You got to stay intentional. Yes. And you teach them as you go. Okay. So I just wanted to highlight that diligent part, right? It's, it's hard, but you got to press. So you got to be intentional. Right. And look at this. It says that diligent teaching goes when you're sitting, when you're walking by the way, when you lie down and when you rise. That's all so, day. What? That's all day, That's every like day. That's all day. Every day. All day, every day. You're looking for teachable moments with your children. Throughout the day. You got to be diligent to look for those teachable moments throughout the day. And so what does that look like practically as you're driving? Yeah. As you're at the grocery as store. As you're on the go. As you're on the go. When you're at the dinner table. And so, perfect example. I remember, I don't even remember. I think she was seven. I don't remember how she was. But child was little. We were at the store at Target. And I see a man dressed like a woman. Mm. I was like, oh boy. Hypersexualized culture. And I hadn't talked to her about that yet. And I was like, okay, let's go to aisle two, right? So we go to a different aisle. And I felt God say, it's time to talk to her about this. I think she was seven or eight. I was like, okay. So I said, God, give me, give me wisdom. So one of the things we need as parents is wisdom. You need wisdom. And you get wisdom from the Holy Spirit. You say, Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. Teach Holy me your Spirit ways. Activate. You got to know your word, re- preach the word, speak the word, but also just giving God, give me wisdom. So I got in the car and I said, Mama, am I a boy or a girl? She said, Ma, you're a girl. I'm like, are you a boy or a girl? She's like, Ma, a girl, you know. Um, what's daddy? Mom, he's a boy, you know. Um, you know, and we just kind of went through people in the family. I said, you know what's kind of sad, sweetie? I'm driving. She's in the back. She's like, what? I was like, some people don't feel what they are. Mm. Some people don't feel the gender that God gave them. And she's like, what? Really? I said, yeah. And some people, they want to dress like a man or they want to dress like a woman. And she's like, why? I said, because they don't feel like that inside. And, and, and what do you think we should do for people like that? She's like, I don't know. I was like, we need to pray for them. We need to pray that, that they would know who they are and that they would know who God created them to be. That their identity would be secure in their creator and how he has created them wonderfully. Yes. And that's and that is really hard. Is, that is that is a great way of putting it. In this to- in this culture, this is a hot topic. People ain't gonna like this. That's fine. But we teach truth based on God's word. And I said, sweetheart. With compassion and with love. With compassion. I said, now if we see a man, let's say at Target. This is my favorite part of the story. Dressed like a woman. What should we do? Like, what will be our face? Like, and she goes, I'll go. <laughs> I said, no, we want to try something different. So maybe- wait, 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 wait. <laughs> she, my wife asked her that question. She goes, and she made the craziest she, she face. Like, Sorry for Apple listeners. She made the craziest face. And we were like, whoa. Kind of like crazy. <laughs> what is happening? Are you okay? What? What? And I said, okay, we don't want to make that face. Right. Because we care about this not person. And, loving. and we want to be compassionate because they don't know who they are. And so if you want to see that, if you if you see that, but you want to look at me and kind of communicate with me, just smile. So I said, go ahead and smile. And she does this weird, crazy smile. Like, and I was like, okay, we're not going to do that kind of smile. And we literally are driving. I'm looking in but the mirror. But she's being diligent to, to teach, teach her, her how to respond 
kindly, appropriately, with lovingly, compassion. with compassion, yet knowing and standing on the truth. Yes, because if I would have said, ooh, that's disgusting. Then that would have been what she communicated. That, to. That will, that's what she will communicate to others. And if, God forbid, my daughter does struggle with her sexual identity, she's going she's gonna to think she's disgusting. Right. That's Do you see so what I'm good. saying? That's so and good. And so we got to be so careful how we are portraying something about sin, about lies, about truth with God's word, with compassion and truth and the truth and love. And so I said, so, so we'll, we'll just smile. You smile at me and then we'll talk about it later in the car. Okay. She's like, okay, mommy. And I said, and if you ever feel feelings, weird feelings about you don't feel like a girl or anything like that, you come talk to me. Okay, mama. And we'll talk about it. So, and that so was it. What I hear you saying is you created you, you you initiated, you were diligent to initiate the communication and the conversation. Yes. And then you left the door open for continual yes. future conversation, whether it be about the issue from one perspective or from another where it could possibly be uh, uh, personal. Right. And I love that because we don't want to think of ourselves as more highly than we ought. Yeah. That like, we don't These know what kind our of kids struggles. will struggle with. Exactly. Yeah. So we have to think forward, like, in what ways can I equip my child even as they may wrestle with things that would be really hard for us to hear? Yeah. Because in the back of our mind, right, the truth that we're standing on is that God loves us even though there might be some conflict of the truth of his word. Yes. And we could, and and that opens up the door with for conversation with God and Jael. Yes, and it opens up conversation about the gospel. Yes, we're we're teaching our children who, who they are in Christ, but they got to know Christ. They got to know that they're born into sin, and they they need Jesus. Right. And so, keeping communication open. Another thing you do is having dinner at the table. This is a lost art in many homes. We're watching TV. We're on our phones. We're but out it's and like, about. We're not together. Man, at least once, twice, three times a week, sit at the table and eat together. Put the phones away. Put it in a basket. This is something we got to always do. My husband's like, okay, put some music. Give me your phones. Give me your phones. If the husband, if, he, if, you're not do, if you don't got a husband to do that, females, ladies, mothers, grab the phone. Grandma, grab the phone. Put it here. That's a good point. Men... In the house, grandparents, grandfathers, uh, uh, lead pastors, the way. Lead, like, man, I think when it comes to establishing an atmosphere of conversation and communication, lead the way. Yeah. Lead that way, you know. And if you lead the way, they'll check you. Oh, yeah. When I have forgotten about my own phone at the table, Jaya will be like, hey, poppy. You got your phone. You got your phone. Put it away. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Watch your back. So keeping communication open, creating a family night. If you could do that once a week or every other week, put it in the calendar, family night, play games together, non-social uh, no. media, non-phone No, things. no screen. No yeah. some fam I'm okay with a family movie yeah, every once in a while. Yeah, we see a movie once in a while. But, but do family night. So this is something we strive to do. We don't do it. A lot, a lot, a lot. We could do. We could be better. Of but in some seasons, man, we sat. We've played Monopoly. Jaya whooped our butts. <laughs> that girl, she just took all our money. Whether it's riding bike together, whether it's doing something. Now, if you've got a lot of little kids, that is harder. Right. So, but well, I have a great friend, Alfredo. He just wrestles all his girls. <laughs> they have a whole wrestling. <laughs> they just match. open up the hole. And they just wrestle. <laughs> 
But that's cool. My dad used to do that to me and my brothers. And then another huge one is one-on-one time. Now, when you have multiple children, that is harder. But if you got to do one child a month, yeah. but that one-on-one time, I'm telling you, it means so much. It's especially powerful. mom with son, father with daughter. Do it. I can't tell you how impactful my dates with my dad have been to me. And I want to talk to dads real quick. Dad, dads, hear me out. Your daughters need you so bad. I don't care if she's nine, five, two, 15. She needs you. Mm-hmm. Even if she thinks it's awkward, she needs you. Yep. Taking out her out for coffee, taking her out for ice cream, taking her out for breakfast alone is so important. It touches something deep in your daughter. It touches something deep in our sons, that one-on-one time. So, And, and you get to have a live example in practice where the sons can be taught by the mother. How, how a woman should treat. Come and open the door. Mm-hmm. Right? If, if he's a teenager. Like chivalry. Come open the door. If, even if she's not a teenager. But, but uh, open the door like for mommy. Come yeah. open the door for mommy. And then he gets in the car. and Yeah. yeah. Just those sweet things you can yeah. teach your children. A dad buying a flower for their daughter. Right. All Dressing of those things. If it's a dress up date. It does something deep in the identity of your child. And I can't wait. I'm hoping for next season. We will interview my dad because he is such a great dad and has done so many great things. So I, I wanted to just highlight a couple of stats about dads. Most incarcerated men in the prison, men and women, uh, have communicated fatherlessness in the home. Uh, fathers, fatherlessness in the home accounts for uh, uh, 85% of uh, dropouts. Mm. Uh, fatherlessness accounts for nine times the more violent crimes and uh, imprisonment and recidivism, meaning they go back to the prison. Wow. So fatherlessness men, let me say this, women, mothers, do your best as much as he's willing, if you're separated or whatever, to keep the father connected to the child. If he's safe and good. If he's safe and good. If he's not safe and good, (laughs) pray that God will introduce mentors, pastors, disciple makers, and the like. Because studies also show that the impact of a man to come into a young person's life, especially another young boy, and and even if, you know, preferably consistently, but even if for a a long period of time and, and there's transition programs, those things work. I used to work for BAM in Chicago. These young men, the statistics in the dropout rate, the violent crime and imprisonment, they dropped. And going off into college, they increased. So it, it's it's real. It works. Just a little side note yeah, there. So it's like if you're a single mom, you can say, man, I, want, I need to find a mentor, a man of God for my son so that he has a man that he can look up to. Those and if things the husband's are not a man of God, then pray for both. Yeah. He's staying connected, but then also pray for a man of God who'll pour in. Yes. So anyway, communication. So we're talking about communication. And connection. All right. So What's another the second one, C? On the, uh, the second well, C. Well, I know we said two and one, but. The second point. All right, let's go. Is conviction. That's right. Building conviction. You can't make your kids be convicted about anything, but that is what you eventually want to draw out of them. So I think one of the biggest things that that translates conviction Mm. is um, 
being a being a person the of exa- conviction being a being being the example yeah i was going to try to find a cool word <laughs> like vision or perception or but it has to be in front of them yes okay let me say it this way more things are caught than taught yes right yes so you taught Jael how to have compassion think, have compassion change your face and open up the door but if you teach her that and then you guys are out somewhere shopping and I don't display you it. don't display it I then it's hypocrisy. not going to get caught yeah and 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 yes it will become hypocritical and if you do fail in something you've taught because your child because it caught you off guard yeah then you do apologize and you say you know what I shouldn't have done that apology. and and that wasn't right you know and be vulnerable with your children where you're open like man I messed up right there that's that okay. means a lot Pause. that's hard for many parents Especially to show if you grew vulnerability, up old man. Yeah, if you like, I you got told- Haitian, Puerto Rican, Dominican, <laughs> Arabic, certain kind they of parents. They never wrong. They right. Ain't never ain't. Come on, I'm sorry. We, I'm having some personal. We, experiences <laughs> we gotta with be this. able to show our kids. You have to. Sh- I was wrong. You have to show them your humanity, which proves how God works in your life. Yes. So, so that's what I wanted to highlight. Like you, you, you example it. If you want to instill convictions of, um, like loving others through serving, through uh, giving, through uh, certain kinds of like social activity or social justice or community, get when they see you do it, they'll do it. Yeah. Um. So when so in the area of talking to kids about sex, mm-hmm. so now watch this. Melody and I, we talk about our love life, not our love life, but like our love story um, pretty well, pretty frequently. People know us about that, that crazy story. And that's our background. My, my story, part of it is not having waited, having to start all over. Mm-hmm. Right. We've shared this with Jael. Yeah. You know, you don't Ma- hide your Maria past. knows our story. Yeah. And she, even though that that's not your story as far as waiting, you used to be a hot, crazy, you know, flirty girl, flirty girl, Mm -hmm. guy, crazy young lady. Mm -hmm. And, and that was around the time that Jael is now 12, 13, 14 years old. Yes. Yes. And we had, we had to talk about it. So you've been talking about it. And here's the thing. There's so many, there's so much right now. Yeah. So when it comes to your past parents, do not allow your past to define your future. Do not allow your past to hold you back from being the authority in your kid's life to speak the truth in love. Some parents feel so much shame about their past. They're like, oh, my kid can't know nothing about this. There's a time for everything. Obviously, you're not going to say everything when they're five, but there's a time to start sharing things. So recently, my 13-year-old daughter found my journal from when I was 12. What do you mean she found it? We were unpacking a, a, a bin, oh, and she oh. said, "Mommy, what's this?" I said, "Oh, that's my journal from when she I was said it like twelve. That. I don't think she said it like that. She's thirteen now. Oh yeah, she's like, "Mom, what's this?" <laughs> so anyway, we read through it. I was so boy crazy <laughs> that we had to take a break. She's like, "Mom, wow." You was a little crazy. Your, I said... Your own daughter was judging you. Yeah, she was. I said, listen, <laughs> this is BC, before Jesus. Before Christ. And I had just, like, literally just started going to church. 
And I didn't have my father in my home. I had my stepfather and he's a great stepfather, but I was longing for love and attention. And I was able to take what I was and share a point about it with her. Sure. Not hide it. Not go, no, you're not going to read this. You know, throw it away. But say, you know, this is enough for now. We'll read a little more later because this is a lot. You know, so just sharing with wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Little by little. And I think um, it's 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 good that you were able to do that, but that's because you're whole and free in the mm-hmm. present. So taking a moment to identify what you said earlier, if there is still shame or guilt mm. for your sexual past, yeah. this could be an invitation of the Holy Spirit to heal you or to go through the process of healing under the witness of your of your children, depending on their age and their capacity, because God wants you to be free there. Yeah. And as freedom comes, you can share even about hardest of things, the difficulties yeah. and the failures and the faults of the past, which can become scaffolding and strengthening that your that that become points of like, okay. Uh. My mom warned me about this. She shared with me where she went wrong and what the consequences of that is. It opens up their mind to like wisdom and reality. Mom and dad need Jesus. We need the gospel. Right. So it it keeps the parents in proper light, which then goes, but I'm still your mama, right? Right. I'm still your father. Yeah. So just because you see my humanity doesn't mean that any of my authority has been diminished because some parents might feel like if, if they see this side of me, they won't respect me. Mm. I would go to venture to say, if, if there's been a growing, developing relationship, if this is your introduction of like maybe healing some of that relationship, then maybe, you know, you wait for the wisdom of the God of the Lord to show you how much to share and when to share. But, uh, if this is a, like a growing, developing relationship, then actually what's going to happen is going to deepen the relationship. It's going to actually provide more influence and more authority because you're not hiding it and you're telling the truth and you're giving vo- the wisdom. Yeah. And if there's healing having happened or is going through happening, they see the power of God at work. When when I share with Jael, when I shared with Maria mm-hmm. and one day with Eliana, what I went through, mm-hmm. how I lost my virginity through a lie, through misunderstanding, through lack of belief. But yet, I, this is the story that I have. It it will inst- now. This is kind of dangerous because it's just God. It's like we don't. We're not in control. Yeah, we're not. If Jael, God forbid, has a crazy season of her life where it just goes haywire, she also has hope. I don't want to speak that. <laughs> that's what I'm just saying like I don't want to speak that either I I, I trust that she's going to remain on the way she's going to remain on the path yeah however everybody everybody there, has there a are, story there are prodigals and if it's not in this particular topic it could be in another topic sure sure um, but it was helpful for, for, for our daughter Maria yeah who she, she didn't wrestle with this per se but there were relational woes and relational pains that needed to be healed yep and the way that we sat her down and we talked about LonelyGirl.com, where, you know, we we warned her of girls who give full attention to guys who guys are not really reciprocating that attention. Right. 
And she learned through your stories again, having been through that. Yep. My stories of having done that to other girls, mm. how she can guard you, herself guard from herself that. And, 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 and it worked. Yep. She, she married a great man. Yeah. You know? Amen. But that's because that humility, that vulnerability. Sharing our life. Staying that com share, communicating and sharing the conviction, which comes from the example and the vulnerability yet again. And creating connection. And keeping the connection, keeping yeah. that conversation going. So um, the next it's one four. we want to say is clear expectations. Clear expectations. Kids need boundaries. Clear expectations and the importance of boundaries. This is so I so learned good. this uh, analogy from Growing Kids God's Way, the funnel, okay? And they talk about how the funnel is wide, and then there's a part that's really tight and small. We no, like no, we don't do that. So with the funnel, we have a wide part, and then it goes really tight, right? So we think when they're two and three, we just let them do whatever they want. Mm. Either two, older three, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And then they're four and five and six and seven, eight, nine, ten, and then you get tighter, tighter, tighter. And then you get so tight when they're teenagers and then they rebel. You actually have to flip the funnel. Yeah. Stay, stay, actually, you want to stay tight. Tight. Early. When they're little. Yes. No, 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 you're not doing that. No, you don't climb the table because you got to begin. As you intend to go. As you intend to go. I don't want my kid standing on tables at people's houses. So I got to teach them now in the house. Right. I got to teach her now what to do when she has a tantrum. How she talks. I have how to she teach her now. How does she have self-control? We don't let her just scream and yell for what she wants. We hug her and say, okay, what's going no, on? No, no, What do you want? Let's breathe. You're not going to get it because you're screaming and yelling. Yeah. And now she was having a fit this morning, crying. I said, okay, sit down, self-control, breathe. <sighs> she started breathing. She was, okay, all done. Really, what? A two-and-a-half-year-old just self-relegated herself? Yeah, because we've been doing it over and over she and over and over. self-relegated herself. <laughs> so it's not, all, it's not a cookie-cutter thing. It's not a formula. But it's a little, principle. it's a principle, yeah. little by little. So each... Each age, if you go, you're actually widening the funnel right? instead of tightening the funnel. Right. So when they're 18 and you say be home by 11, they're, they're home, by, they're 11. home by 11. So, so um, when we're talking about sex and sexuality, the same principle works with regard to the funnel. At five years old, at three years old, at four years old, you're just having simple conversations about uh, body parts. This An is, anatomy, what, anatomy. It's the, the proper names. And, and, and yeah, and so like with Jael, at I think four years old, she, she knew the name of her body part, a vagina. Mm -hmm. She knew the name of a boy's body part, a penis. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, and I feel like I've, three or four, I bought this book and I put little diapers on the naked yes, bodies. I remember that. Uh, made out of like um, She just taped. <laughs> napkin. Yeah. Okay. And I said, we're going to change your diaper. It was like little characters. Yeah. And I said, oh, he has a peepee and his peepee's called a penis. And this is, she has a vagina. And then she goes, oh, it's like his belly button sticking out, you know? And that was it. And then as she got a little older, she's asking more questions. And this is something I learned. Just answer the question. 
And don't go beyond that. Because their question, the question is where their mind is at. Yes. And so you can answer where their mind went. And when that's enough, when they don't ask any more questions, that's enough. We might get tempted to like over explain or over evaluate or over cover. Right. It's un it's unnecessary. And we're going to do another episode where we actually talk about how to talk to your kids about sex with Jael. Yeah, that'll so be So we're going to be doing that. But we just I just wanted to highlight how the funnel works where it's a it's a kind of conversation at 5, a different kind of conversation at 7 or 8, a different kind of conversation at 9, 10, 11. But and now we're about to start into another go. conversation at 13. And it's as well see life will present opportunities You'll for you. You'll see a movie. And you're like, okay, you That's see that? To us. Pause, you see that? Okay. That's not the way God designed it to be. And and for that reason, come on. I think this is how we could be in the world and not of it. There are certain movies we don't need to see. At I, don't, all. I don't like to see certain movies. Other movies, it's like, ah, we're not really so concerned about. I know that other people may disagree with us, and that's okay. Parent your child the way you want to parent a your child. Conviction. But as we watch certain movies and we get convicted about certain parts of the movie that we want to further explain, we just pause it. And we explain. We are those parents. Yeah, we are those. You I know, know she's going to talk about when she's 20. You know how you, that, that teacher, when you watch the movie <laughs> and they kept pausing it? <laughs> And explain it. You're like, oh, just play the movie. Yes. That we're that, we're that, we're that. Parent. But we are that family. Or if I go to the movies with her and we have coffee afterward, and I say, so what was your favorite part? She gets vibing and everything like that. And then I got to be that dad that's like, so did you notice this one part? Yeah. <sighs> yes. So clear, clarifying boundaries and clear boundaries are really important, especially with the phone, social media. I am, I'm telling you guys, do the work, do the study, watch Social Dilemma. The longer you can wait to give them any type of social media, the longer you can wait, the better. Jael is 13. She ain't got no social media. No. We, she don't she need can, no She can check my Pinterest. She can check our social media. She can, we, I do have a Snapchat and we'll sometimes, she'll go into my Snapchat to do faces, Funny faces with and stuff me. Like that. She's not by herself in a room doing that. At night, we're like, phones off phones away like there isn't this oh you got a computer in your room and you got internet in your room and no. you could just be in your room no. watching stuff no and that when is she's so doing dangerous. homework in her room and stuff like that she's still gotta keep that door open yes i need to be able to walk by and see what's going on i have told her last week she was watching a show on uh on your computer at the dining room table with the headphones on and everything and i was like ah because you know what I did? I thought about how when I was a kid, none of this existed. If I wanted to watch a show, I had to watch it in broad daylight for everybody to see in the in the living room, in sure. the sala. So I said to her, um, yeah, let's not do that. I don't want you secluded watching a show. You did that once when you were kind of sick. She, she had flu and everything. No, no. If you want to watch a movie, go to the living room and watch it in front of everybody. You want it to be an ear, ear shot and eye shot. You do need to be checking their phones. You do need to be talking to them about the dangers of social media, predators, links. You don't just go on links. I do remember talking I have to, talked her. to her about that. I, I feel like at seven or eight, we talked about pornography. We I just talked about it again last month. We keep talking about it. I'd it's like, like there's good touch. There's, there's bad some, touch. There's some predators. There's bad images online and your eye gates are powerful. So you don't look at pornography you don't look at naked people and she's like what and i say you cover your eyes let's practice and we did role play and somebody goes oh look at this be like oh i want to see that but she again so going back to the first one and the second one the conviction we've we've modeled that because you know I, i'm just a weirdo that's just claude daniel i get freaked out when not freaked out but i get a little awkward when i see people kissing 
on screen real passionately. It's just, I don't like watching other people kissing passionately. It just is weird. And she's 13 now. She's starting to watch a few teen films and these teens are doing stuff. They're not, we're not watching that kind of stuff, but like, you know, just kissing. And she'll see me going, like I turned to this So this is what's happening. She's sitting on the couch over here. I'm sitting on the couch over here. Simultaneously, we start looking at each other and we start smiling like, <laughs> Scenes over, you know. Yeah, and and, and she she's learned that, you mm-hmm. know, just because she's seen me do it. Right, right. So we're just we talk about these things with her, and oh, so wait, clarifying boundaries. Wait, wait. I, want, I also want to say, you might find it really awkward to to ask your child, "Have you been exposed to pornography? Have you seen naked Have you people? Seen naked naked things? people? Have you seen anything like that?" Listen, I'm gonna tell you straight up. It's better for you to ask the awkward question now yeah, and potentially have them answer yes and then start walking through that now than number one, ignoring it and never getting to it or it being exposed and it'd be, it'd be a hook. Yeah. You know, expose it when it's more of like an experience rather than a hook because it's, it's better and it's awkward, it's funky. And you might think that you're communicating to your child that you don't, trust them if you ask them these questions oh you don't trust me oh Mm -mm. it's my job i don't trust the world it's my job to protect you to protect you i have to ask you this question if i don't ask you this question it actually is communicating that i don't care about you yeah so and and i think this is another thing of a boundary your your kid is not their phone that's a good one i bought you that phone that's that's my i paid that phone that's not your phone. I, and I we made that real clear. I assigned this iPad to you, but it's my iPad. <laughs> yes. Because when the kids start going, that's my phone. Why you took my phone? Did you Did you pay for this? Or, did you pay or this, this did is you my pay? room. <laughs> your on. room. Did you pay rent? <laughs> Who did that? <laughs> All right. Let's took keep off going. the hinges of the door? So, clarifying boundaries. And the next one, clarifying lies from truth. This is a good one. This is huge in our culture because our kids are being fed lies. So we want to teach them. They're being fed lies as truth. Yes. That's that's what's hard. Yes. And just spiritually speaking, Jesus said we're coming to the end when they proclaim good is bad and bad is good. Right. So we right. need to like really, you know, get them prepared. Yeah. Because it's coming. So teaching a it's principle here. like all oh, lie is. It's my body. I can do whatever I want with it. Actually, no, sweetheart. The Bible says that your body belongs to the Lord and the body is made for God, not for sex. Right. So your body belongs man, to the that's Lord. That's so good. So 1 Corinthians chapter 6. That's one of the ones that, boom, hit me. Because as believers, we believe that on confession of Jesus Christ as Lord and belief that he was risen from the dead, we receive salvation. We, are, we, we, we get born again. God's seed of the Holy Spirit, his very presence, the essence of the Father and the Son, John chapter 14, verses 21 and 23. He who believes on the Son, the Son and the Father will make themselves manifest to him or her. Uh, uh, verse 23, and we will make our home in him. Bring that to uh, verses uh, uh, 15 earlier. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I will give you another help of the Holy Spirit. I will not leave you as orphans, right? So connect that. The Holy Spirit mm. 
But then he says, the father and the son will make our home in you. Mm -hmm. Because Jesus said, you know him because he has been with you, but later he will be in you. So in the same verse, we got the Holy Spirit in you. You got the father and the son in you. God is in us. He's in me. Yeah. So 1 Corinthians 6 says, shall we then take the temple of God in whom he dwells and connect them with the prostitute? Now, that's the issue that was going on in their day. But a prostitute is basically anybody who gives up their body for some sort of exchange other than committed love relationship. So uh. anybody who's engaging in sexual activity of that sort, even if it's on a screen so they can get popularity, fame, money, it's still prostitution. It's still por pornography, uh. right? Porneia. And so shall we then attach or join our bodies our spirit, our soul to, to that? Right. No. And then Paul argues, because you were bought, oh, come on, praise the Lord. You were bought with a price, the uh. precious blood of Jesus Christ, and you are not your own. Amen. You belong, he says, you belong to the Lord. And teaching our children that when they're little and they're, and they're growing up age appropriately, you start to teach a little more, a little more, and a little more. And the last one is confession. You want to have a home where there's open confession, where you where your kids could come to you when they fail, that your kids can come to you when they mess up. You want to have a home of confession and compassion. And again, that still looks like exampling. Yeah. When when I have in anger yelled yeah. at Jael, Maria, um, I don't think I've yelled at Eliana no. yet or Melody. When I have in anger responded to my family under conviction of the Holy Spirit, I will go back and apologize. Yeah. I will ask them to please forgive me. Yeah, like I got too loud. Uh, yeah, my tone I'm was sorry. out. Yeah. Or if I didn't meet an expectation, if I said what I was going to do. Like there's been times we planned a family night. It couldn't happen because we got tied up with something and we had to apologize yeah we asked uh, eliana to please uh, jael to please forgive us yeah we don't go and then we reestablished it. it things happen no we say i'm sorry right. sweetheart come on I, I know you were looking forward to this because our kids have feelings too they have emotions and so we want to have a place of open confession forgiveness in our home creating that culture will actually help them to know if we confess our sins to God, he will forgive us. Right. And so I, I that's remember really with, important. I remember with Maria how we took time to teach her. I used to say this to Maria all the time. I love you for who you are, not for what you've done. And, and not for what you do. And not for what you do. Yeah. I, I she wrestled so much. Yeah. With performance as love. Yeah. Our daughter, Maria, grew up in 16 foster homes, and she never had a family. So we were teaching her what family is. And 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 one of her experiences was uh, um, uh, a foster parent had every a picture of her bad. on the fridge. And when they were, when every time she did something bad, because <laughs> Maria was a pretty bad girl in some kids, some situations, but sometimes it wasn't really her fault or whatever, um, she had turned the the picture of her facing in so that she couldn't be seen. And she knew that was her picture. So she learned a works-oriented 
uh, uh, type of love. Performance. Performance type of love and uh, a conditional type of love, which also translated to her ability to to draw near. Mm-hmm. And so she felt like she could draw near when she felt we were on good terms and that she needed to stay distant when we were not on good terms. Yeah. And I remember diligently wrestling to teach her that you can, like, if you feel like you failed, if you messed up, when you're convicted, oh man, I remember those days. We wrestled so much with her and she wrestled so much to truly believe that she can come and confess her sins to us. Mm-hmm. So when she wrestled with that situation when she was at work and she was seeing a bunch of perversion everywhere and whatnot, like we 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 wrestled to teach her how she can come to us mm-hmm. and confess her pains, her anguishes, the lies in her heart. And that will help her fight. And we would help her fight. We really, we really taught her to do that. And man, she 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 got it. Yeah. Eventually, man, she got it. She just started opening up like, Dad, I gotta tell you something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Amen. Oh, she would go. But wow, that was we had to do a lot of spiritual warfare. Yes. To get through that. Yeah. So if you gotta get through a lot of spiritual warfare. Because your children are already established in certain modes of behavior or cultures that you need to fight change. for your family. Fight for your change. If this is provoking self, like man, I'm not like that, or I never received that. I don't know even how to reproduce that. Yeah. Then you know, um, man, we hope like watch this thing again. Reach out to us. You can we, go to cdandmelody.com. Yeah. We do coach calls. So if you need a parenting coach call, yeah, like let's set it up. Because we're here for you. We don't know everything. We ain't perfect. We have raised our daughter who grew up in foster care. We have ra- we are raising our teenager. And we're raising a toddler. And we've been in youth ministry. Mm-hmm. And we've taught in the Chicago Public Schools and, and in Arizona on relationships, education, sex education, all of that. So we've been around enough young people to have something to share with you. And various ministries. And we, yeah. have, we have had people... From college age to all the way under, come straight up and tell us the most craziest stuff. Yeah. And so, however, we can uh, be a resource to you, reach out to us. Thank you, also, guys. Also, meditate on the word. The Holy Spirit of God, our Father, will become Father to you, teach you His ways Himself, right? And will give you the wisdom. uh, James says that any of us who desire wisdom, ask for it. And he will give it to you, heavenly wisdom from above. And you'll be able to discern and contrast it from earthly carnal wisdom. And you'll start to transform that scripture we gave from the onset, uh, Deuteronomy 6. Meditate on those scriptures. Let the Holy Spirit, let God person direct you as a father to heal you and to guide your children or your spiritual children however that might be amen all right guys well that was the that was a that was a taste of the 10 c's of parenting that melody and i uh once preached and uh man we just felt that it would be beneficial because in our culture our hypersexualized or oversexualized culture uh i feel like we're fighting for connection with our kids yes we're fighting for connection with our kids and and listen that just means we got to go old school with a few stuff because all of this personalized screen time is stealing time from one another yeah and we got to fight to keep our kids connected to us yep and to jesus Amen. Yeah. 
Well, praise the Lord. That was good. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Hanging with the Fabians. Today we were talking about how to stay connected to your children in an over-sexualized culture. Um, Please like this video on Apple. Follow us. Give a review. Share this. Turn on your notifications. Share it, Um, share it, share it. it, it. Subscribe. And you can go to cdmelody.com where you can actually partner with us, give towards our ministry. Everything that you give helps us to continue to give you this great content. God bless you guys and go parent well through the power of the Holy Spirit. Peace. Hanging with the Fabians is produced by Renald Abel with the support of Judith George. Editing by Will Foncham and Renald Abel. And video recording and audio production by Renald Abel. Video intro by Darrell Jones and music by Michael Carbone. If you'd like to support our host, CD and Melody Fabian of Hanging with the Fabians, you can visit cdandmelody.com. See the links in the show notes. This is Melody Fabian. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. God bless you and peace.